0: Hello and welcome to Pilates Elephants. I'm Raphael Bender. Today I want to tackle a subject which I never have talked about on the podcast before and I am racking my brains to try and understand why I haven't uh, because I get a lot of questions about this topic and the topic is, is Pilates effective for weight loss? And I'm going to give you a definitive answer to that. Uh, before the end of uh, this convo. Uh, And I'm also going to give you some very evidence-based guidelines on how to help your clients effectively manage their weight, Right, including the use of Pilates. So is Pilates effective for weight loss? Uh, The very short answer is no. But stick around because... (laughs) The longer answer is Pilates can be an important and effective component in a successful weight loss strategy. But a successful weight loss strategy must include changes to diet and must include support with mindset and motivation. Just doing Pilates, starting Pilates without making any other changes to diet or lifestyle will probably not result in any weight loss or maybe very minor weight loss. We have several systematic reviews that have come out in the last three years looking at Pilates and weight loss uh, or body recomposition and they all find either that the studies that they looked at were so low quality that we don't have enough data to know if Pilates helps or not, or that Pilates doesn't help with weight loss. So uh, at the moment, I think it's true to say that we can't claim that Pilates causes weight loss. All right, so we shouldn't be saying, "Hey, come to Pilates, you'll lose weight," because that's not true, or at least we don't have any evidence that that's true. So, what uh, you know, what do I mean when I say Pilates can be an effective uh, component of an overall successful weight loss strategy? Well, if we Instead of being a solution looking for a problem, instead of being a, a, a solution looking for a problem, we actually just go and solve the problem. Uh, then we can just look at, uh, and by which I mean, instead of being like, okay, Pilates is the, is the solution, <laughs> is weight loss the problem? Um, instead of looking at it that way, think like, okay, there are people in the world who want to lose body fat. And if we want to help those people, then, you know, what is the most effective strategy to help them? Well, as you can imagine, dear listener, there is a metric shit ton of research on this topic. So we are not short of evidence on what works and what doesn't work for weight loss. And uh, there was a 2023 systematic review called Nutrition and Exercise Interventions to Improve Body Composition for Persons with Overweight or Obesity Near Retirement Age, a systematic review and network meta-analysis of randomised controlled trials by Doris Egulsier et al., uh, in Graz, Austria, and they found, drum roll please, quote, the overall most effective strategy for nearly all outcomes was combining energy restriction with resistance training or mixed exercise, that's resistance training plus cardiorespiratory exercise, and high protein. So I'm just going to say that again quote Overall the most effective strategy for nearly all outcomes was combining energy restriction with resistance training or mixed exercise and high protein. So there are three components to successful weight loss for overweight or obese persons who are near retirement age. So that would be, you know, people in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Sounds a lot like uh, many of the clients we have in Pilates. Now, I'm going to say that these are, the same, <laughs> these are the same strategies that are going to work for younger persons as well. So, uh, so there are, the three components are energy restriction. That means you have to change your diet combined with resistance or mixed exercise. So resistance or resistance plus cardio, in other words combined with high protein. So reduce calorie intake, do resistance training, eat high protein. Those are the building blocks. Those are the key components of an effective weight loss plan strategy. So why do they why does Pilates, you know, not work as a standalone, but it does it is an important part of a standard of a weight loss strategy that involves also caloric restriction and high protein. Well, dear listener, you may have heard the saying, abs are made in the kitchen. And uh, that is true because something like 90% of your success or failure when you're trying to reduce your body fat is going to depend on your diet. And exercise will make a very minimal difference to body composition. So, not just Pilates exercise, but even running and you know, weight training have a very small effect on body fat. But when you restrict your calories, you reduce calories and you start to lose weight, you don't just lose fat. You Lose muscle as well. So, whilst you are losing weight and losing fat, your body fat percentage might not decrease as much as it could because you're also losing mu- muscle. So, the percentage of you that is fat doesn't decrease as much as it would if you only lost fat and maintained your muscle. Plus, most people probably don't set out with the goal of losing muscle. They probably want to maintain or increase their muscle whilst losing some fat. And in order to maintain or increase your muscle whilst losing fat, you need to do resistance training, training that stimulates the muscles to grow. And if you do Pilates, and if you do Pilates with sufficient vigor and load, pilates is resistance training you know like if you do for instance the original contrology map series that's going to build muscle so when you combine energy restriction with muscle building exercise you lose fat but not muscle and that's that is where the pilates method can contribute as part of an effective overall weight loss strategy now, the, the third component there that they identified in the systematic review and network meta-analysis was high protein. And high protein is very important in weight loss for two reasons. The first one is it makes you feel full. Now, that is so important because most people fail their diets because they get hungry. It's hard to restrict your energy if you feel hungry all the time and you know many people can put up with hunger for the short term and lose a few pounds or kilos in a, in a couple of weeks a few weeks but it's very hard for most of us to restrict ourselves for the long term and just reconcile ourselves to feeling hungry all the time so if your diet requires you to feel hungry all the time you're probably not going to succeed long-term, and that's what the research says. Protein is very satiating. It makes us feel full for longer. So when you eat at least 20 grams of protein with each meal, you feel fuller for longer, and thus you are less hungry and less, you require less willpower to avoid eating as much. So, high protein is very important because it makes you feel full. It's also important because in order to build or maintain muscle, you require protein. And so, eating a high protein diet with restricted calories both allows you to eat fewer calories whilst feeling full and allows you to maintain your muscle mass whilst reducing your body weight. So, Almost all, or in fact all, of the weight that you lose will be fat rather than losing muscle as well. So those three components of an effective weight weight loss strategy are dietary restriction, resistance exercise, and high protein. All right, so what does that look like in a practical sense? Now, like, why, why am I going into a big lesson about how to... Um, how to effectively lose weight. Well, if you want to help people lose weight, which I think is a fine business strategy because there are a shit ton of people (laughs) in the world (laughs) who want to lose weight and for whom it is healthy for them to lose weight and who are quite happy to pay to lose weight. So... If you can offer them that solution, that's a great business. And Pilates can be an important aspect of or element within that program. But you can't just offer them Pilates classes to lose weight. So, you know, doing a different style of Pilates or making Pilates more vigorous or doing jump board or something is not going to help people lose weight. Just like even if you operated some kind of high intensity interval training franchise is that going to help people lose weight probably not unless they also change their diet and probably you'll need to give them some help with goal setting and behavior change along alongside that so effective interventions really require diet and behavior change and alongside the resistance training. So if you want to help people lose weight, dear listener, uh, you need to, if you don't already, go get some additional training in nutrition and behavior change and then offer a complete service that's not just a single modality, Pilates, but offers everything that the person needs to walk in your door a little chubby, And walk out, you know, weeks or months later, more toned and slim. And those three things are going to be diet, resistance training, and behavior change psychology. All right, so if you want to do that, here's how you do it. So the... the, the thing that most people experience when they try and lose weight is short term success, you know, by restriction, uh, followed by rebound. And this strategy doesn't work uh, for most people because most of us, like I said, can restrict ourselves in the short term, but we can't keep it up in the long term. And so we might lose a few kilos in a few weeks, but we can't keep up. The, you know, we're hungry all the time. You're restricting yourself from enjoying treats. You can't enjoy social occasions because you can't eat the things that other people are eating. And we can maintain that in the short term, most of us, but not long term. So the key to long term weight loss success is making small sustainable changes that don't feel like you are depriving yourself. So if you can eat fewer calories without feeling hungry all the time, and without depriving yourself of treats. That is going to be a much more effective strategy for long-term successful weight loss than going on a crash diet and just you know, restricting yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong with restricting yourself for a little bit, but it's not a sustainable strategy for long-term weight loss. And we've got Quite a mountain of research showing that. So the best strategy is slow and steady wins the race. And there are some very uh, clever kind of brain hacks that you can use to help uh, yourself make it easy for yourself to uh, consistently, slowly lose body fat whilst maintaining your muscle muscle. Without feeling hungry and deprived all the time. So, the first uh, one, I'm just going to share a couple with you. The first big one that uh, was a revelation to me (laughs) is that, you know, fundamentally, when we want to lose body fat, what we need to do is reduce the number of calories that we eat, which is not the same thing as reducing the amount of food that we eat. So, it's not a matter, we don't need to eat less food, we need to eat fewer calories. So if we eat bulky food that has few calories in it, we can actually eat more food and eat fewer calories at the same time, thus not feeling hungry. So for example, if you eat a large dish of steamed vegetables or salad or berries, all of those things are bulky but very are relatively low in caloric density. You know, not as many calories per hundred grams of vegetables as per hundred grams of cheesecake. So you can actually fill up and not uh, exceed your calorie limit. So in fact, there are there's some research showing actually the more vegetables you consume, the more weight you lose. And this is not some kind of magic, (laughs) where vegetables have negative calorie content, it's actually what happens is vegetables make you feel full and they displace other things in your diet. So after a massive bowl of vegetables, you don't feel hungry, you feel full. And so you don't go to the ice cream or the the sweet cookies or whatever uh, as much because you just feel full, right? You're satisfied. So they tend to displace things in the diet that are more calorie-calorie. Calorie dense, and thus the more vegetables and fruits that we eat, um, we see actually more weight loss um, year on year. And this is also true for uh, complex carbohydrates. So uh, you know, uh, whole oats, whole grains, whole wheat, etc. Um, eating more of these things tends to correlate with weight loss because they're relatively calorie, uh, less calorie dense. Now they're not as, they have more calories, uh, grains, etc., have more calories per hundred grams than say vegetables or salad, but, uh, less than a corn dog or a you know, slice of mud cake. <laughs> so, um, when you, and they make you feel full. So when you eat a big bowl of oatmeal with berries or a big pile of rice and vegetables, brown rice and vegetables, you feel full and you tend to eat less crap. So eating more vegetables is a life hack. And when you combine those vegetables or salad or berries with a high quality protein source, at least 20 grams of protein, and what would that be? That would be a tin of tuna. That would be, you know, a big chunk of tofu. That would be a Chicken breast, something like that. When you combine that serving of vegetables or salad with at least 20 grams of protein, you will feel full for longer. So, protein has a very satiating effect, like I said before. And just by eating more, like more veggies and salad and berries and more protein, you will actually feel fuller and eat fewer calories at the same time. All right. So that is the basic gist of diet. Now when we just off so one last thing on the diet thing is when it when they say high protein in this research review, you know, they said combining dietary restriction with high protein and resistance training. So when they say high protein, what they mean is approximately 2 grams of protein per kilo of goal body weight or 1 grams of protein per pound of goal body weight per day, right? So if your goal body weight is 140 pounds, well, you should eat about 140 grams of protein per day. If your goal body weight is 70 kilos, you should eat about 140 grams of protein per day. Uh, and ideally, you'll have at least twenty grams of protein with every meal and every snack, right? Because protein makes you feel full, and you won't eat, you won't eat as much through the day if you eat protein at every meal. You'll feel less hungry. All right, so that's the basic dietary approach, and the behaviour change techniques that have been shown to work for weight loss, and this is from a systematic review from 2020 by Ashton et al called which behavior change techniques within interventions to prevent weight gain and or initiate weight loss improve adiposity outcomes in young adults a systematic review and meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials by Lee Ashton et al from uh, the University of Newcastle Australia in 2020. And what they, what the researchers found was that there were two behavior change techniques that had very high effectiveness and two others that were pretty good as well. So there basically were four strategies that they identified that made uh, consistently helped people lose weight. And they were goal setting, self-monitoring daily weighing, and social reward. Let's just go through each of those briefly. Goal setting is pretty simple and straightforward. It just says we're going to set an outcome goal of like what the goal weight is. And we're going to set a process goal of what I'm going to do each day in order to achieve that goal. Right? So that's just the goal setting, and you do that collaboratively with, with a client, and then the daily weighing and the self monitoring really come in together. So there's quite a bit of research showing that people who weigh themselves regularly are more successful at losing and maintaining their weight loss, losing weight and maintaining weight loss. So that is just a straightforward thing: just you know, weigh yourself daily, okay, and record it, and the self monitoring comes in from looking at the uh, from from doing the process goals right so the process goals are things the behaviors that you do in order to achieve your outcome goal the outcome goal is you know I want to weigh this much or I want to be this stress size or whatever and the the process goals are things that you do behaviors right so your behavior might be I will have a large bowl of steamed vegetables and tuna for lunch every day this week right or another Process goal might be I will do Pilates three times a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Another process goal might be I will uh, remove all um, sugary treats from my pantry and throw them in the trash. <laughs> okay, so we'll set process goals with the client, and then the client, uh, another process goal will be I will weigh myself daily and then the client needs to keep a a record of what they've done and this can be as simple as a piece of paper with a checkbox next to each day of did you do this behavior monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday etc right and they literally just check you know yes i did it today yes i did it tuesday yes i did it wednesday okay and that's self monitoring and believe it or not just monitoring that self monitoring has been shown to significantly enhance people's success because often we kind of kid ourselves that we're doing it when we're not really doing it, <laughs> right? So it's, it's it's extremely common that when people self-report how much exercise they do, and then whilst we actually measure their energy expenditure through like a pedometer or GPS or something, what we find is they significantly over-report how much exercise they're doing, <laughs> and when people self-report how many calories they eat right and at the same time we measure their calorie intake what we find is they significantly under report how many calories they're eating so and this is you know I do it too I'm sure uh, it's it's people aren't sort of being nefarious or anything that we just you know we all kid ourselves so uh, self-monitoring can significantly help because it kind of shines a light on those. Behaviors that we do or don't do, uh, and helps us hold ourselves accountable. Uh, and then you can also track that self-monitoring with the client, right? So every time you see them, you're like, okay, bring me your sheet, show me where your check marks are. Oh, I see you don't have a check mark on Wednesday. What happened there? Uh, and you know, you're not kind of uh, telling them they're a bad person for not doing the behavior on Wednesday. You're simply noting. In a neutral, you know, non-valued, uh, you know, no valence to that, no emotional valence tone, saying, "Oh, I see you didn't do it Wednesday. What's what happened there?" Right, and again, that just shines the light on that behaviour and helps that person self-regulate more effectively. The final thing is social reward, and social reward is simply just uh, giving them verbal encouragement, or a high five, or a fist bump, or a you know, star emoji when they do the behavior, right? So you might say to them, okay, let's do a shared note, right, on the phone. And uh, every day when you do your, you know, we have your big bowl of veggies and tuna for lunch, I want you to tick it off, you know? And when you tick it off, I'm going to text you a fist bump emoji, right? And believe it or not, that fist bump emoji is going to enhance their success because we all crave approval and uh, endorsement from other people. No one is a rock. And when other people congratulate us for doing hard work, we really appreciate it. It gives us a little rush of pleasure and that conditions us to do it again next time. So that fist bump, that high five, that congratulations, that, you know, Uh, social reward is very uh, valuable and powerful. All right. And then what, finally, dear listener, what do you do in your Pilates class to help people on their weight loss journey? Well, I think there is no special Pilates exercise that's going to enhance weight loss. There's no special exercise of any kind that's going to enhance weight loss. But what we can do in the Pilates class is help people maintain or build their muscle mass so that during their weight loss journey they're losing only fat mass not muscle and what we need to do to help them with that is make sure that there is enough load so if you're doing a relatively vigorous pilates workout okay where the people are feeling like holy cow this is kind of hard right it doesn't have to be grueling but if it's getting them to the point where they're like, oh yeah, this is pretty hard, okay. and you're giving them a whole body workout, arms, legs, front, back, sides, all the rest of it, that's all you need to do. A couple times a week, right? Two, three times a week, either is great. And if you bring them to that point where it's like it's hard work, and you do that for each major muscle group, you know, the legs, the arms, the tummy, the back, okay, to to very to break it down to a very general categories. That's all you need to do right, in Pilates. Like if you tick that box, you're doing the right thing and you're helping them maintain or build their muscle mass whilst losing body fat. Now, obviously, uh, in that Pilates class, You know, you shouldn't be saying like, oh, this this exercise will help you lose weight off your tummy if we're doing (laughs) hundreds or something, because it won't. But what it will do is help you maintain your abdominal musculature whilst losing fat off your tummy from your dietary changes. So, dear listener, can Pilates be effective for weight loss? Well, by itself, no. And we shouldn't advertise it as such. But can it be an important and effective component of an overall weight loss strategy? Yes, it can. And that overall weight loss strategy should include dietary restriction. When I say dietary restriction, I don't mean a restrictive diet. I mean just like in the technical term of restriction, it just means to limit or reduce your calorie intake whilst increasing, preferably, the actual bulk amount of food you eat by just eating low-calorie foods and lots of them veggies fruits salads and increasing your protein intake or making sure that you have enough protein so you're eating two grams of protein per kilo of goal body weight per day and at least 20 grams of protein with each meal or snack and if you think about it if you're eating three meals a day and you have 20 grams of protein with each meal then you have a couple of snacks morning tea, afternoon tea, supper, you have 20 grams of protein with each of those and your goal weight's about 60 or 70 kilos. Well, there's going to be your two grams of protein per gram of body weight per day. Right? So basically eat 20 grams of protein with every, every meal or snack and you'll stay full and you'll maintain your muscle mass and then employ those behavior change strategies of goal setting, self monitoring, daily weighing and social reward. And, uh, You can help people lose weight slowly and steadily for the long term and keep it off. All right, now, I would say, uh, and I think I did mention earlier, that uh, in order to help people with their diet and behavior change, you probably need to go and get some extra training. Like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't covered in your Pilates certification. So you don't need to be like a nutritionist, but you do need to get some kind of uh, you know, nutrition for weight loss training uh, by you know, by somebody who uh, knows what they're talking about. You know, th- these things are widely available in the personal training world. And I'm sure that if you go online, you, you can find some good uh, certifications there. Uh, I don't have any particular ones to recommend, but uh, I'm sure there are lots of good ones out there. And also you'll need some, training in behavior change techniques and you know, supporting people with goal setting and uh, you know, helping them to maintain their uh, or build and maintain new habits. So go seek out those trainings if you want to help people lose weight and keep it off. Okay, dear listener, I hope you find that helpful. Much love and I'll see you in the next one. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.